I know we've all heard of the old saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but have you ever wondered if science could open our eyes to what exactly this means? I've wondered this, and it led me to this week's Brain Fact Friday, where we'll explore hormesis, or the idea that short, intermittent bursts of stressors can actually trigger a cascade of cellular processes that enhance overall health, slow aging, and make you more resilient to future stress, both physical and mental. For those new or returning guests, welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and educator from Toronto, Canada, now in Arizona, and like many of you who tune in, have been fascinated with learning, understanding, and applying the most current brain research to improve productivity in our schools, our sports, and workplace environments. The purpose of this podcast is to take the mystery out of this new discipline that backs our learning with simple neuroscience to make it applicable for us to all use right away for immediate results. I had no idea while initially researching for this episode that neuroscientist and tenured professor in the Department of Neurobiology at the Stanford University School of Medicine, Dr. Andrew Huberman, would be hosting Dr. David Sinclair, a professor in the Department of Genetics from Harvard Medical School, on the Uberman Lab podcast this week and covering this very topic on the biology of slowing and reversing aging, where the idea of hormesis was discussed throughout. I do recommend this episode for those who want to take a deeper dive into the science of anti-aging, longevity, and the fascinating work that Dr. David Sinclair is doing in this field, in addition to Dr. Peter Adia's podcast on slowing aging, sirtuins, NAD, and the epigenetics of aging. If you're listening to this and thinking, what? She's lost me. What is she even talking about? Slowing down the aging process? What is NAD and what are sirtuins? Just remember to keep an open mind. This podcast focuses on looking for the research from the most reputable place, pubmed.gov, learn what the experts in the field have to say about what they're discovering, and then we break down the research into smaller pieces so that we can make it applicable in our daily lives, whether we've taken a neuroscience course or not. What I've learned from studying closely with neuroscience researcher Mark Robert Waldman the past few years is that we must be open to what the research says and keep our egos and judgments out of whatever it is we want to prove. I'm working hard on an abstract that supports the importance of educational neuroscience as a new discipline in our schools versus the old model of learning, and although there's research that supports my hypothesis, it's still a new field, and I must remember what Dr. Sinclair tells his students, that most things we thought were true are not, or will change over time. I'm now on my third revision of this abstract because it's not easy to step away from what we want to believe and leave that up in the air because we might be wrong about everything when it comes to looking at life through the lens of a scientist. Just keep an open mind, especially when you hear that Dr. Sinclair, 
Now at the forefront of anti-aging research, after all the criticism he's received over the years, is in the late stages of clinical trials of working on something that mimics exercise in a pill to speed up metabolism. The next few years are going to really blow our minds with what's possible, and I hope that we can all embrace new ideas with open minds and make the needed change with what we learn from the research, whether it's in the classroom, like I'd like to see with new models of learning backed by neuroscience, or in the modern workplace. Moving into Season 7 of this podcast in the new year, with a focus of brain health and well-being, I won't always be looking for speakers and authors who are discovering what we already know. I'm looking for people like Dr. Sinclair, who will stretch us to think in ways we've never thought before, to do what we once thought was impossible, showing us that we have powerful reservoirs of mental and physical strength that we can tap into when needed. Now that fascinates me, and it's what will motivate me to keep learning more to share with you here. With that said, I wanted this week's Brain Fact Friday to tie into last week's episode to improve our mental and physical health, since according to that recent survey from the American Psychiatric Association, almost 70 million adults resolved to find ways to improve their mental and physical health this coming year. And while looking for ideas, I saw a graphic that I created last year that caught my attention. The graphic was about using hormesis as a stressor to make us stronger. And I know how important hormesis is for our mental strength by choosing to stretch ourselves beyond what we think we're capable of. And I've heard of strategies that use hormesis, like exposing our body to extreme cold with ice baths or extreme heat with saunas or with exercise and high-intensity interval training and even intermittent fasting. But I didn't know what exactly this stress was doing for me on a cellular level. What does hormesis, or this intermittent stress and adversity, do to our cells that makes us physically and mentally stronger? This brings us to this week's Brain Fact Friday. Did you know that we have two pathways that are important to longevity? The sirtuin, the pathway that we want to activate for health and longevity, and the mTOR system, where too much activity causes disease in the body. Showing us the importance of understanding the key regulators of aging and age-related diseases. This episode will focus on the sirtuin pathway, giving us hope that even when our cells become damaged, the sirtuins help unwrap and put back together the unraveled damaged DNA. To me, it's just like the neuroplastic brain that can also repair itself depending on how we live our life. And it's refreshing to know that we have tremendous control over our future physical, mental health and well-being, and our resilience to stress. There are ways that we can naturally boost the sirtuin genes, opening them up, making them more active, giving us more energy, turning on our body's natural defenses, and in essence, slowing down the aging process bringing our attention inside our body, down to the cellular level, helping us to understand why certain hormetic behaviors are good for us and others that do not involve this stressor are not. 
Dr. David Sinclair, a leading expert in the field of anti-aging, reminds us that our bodies were designed to respond to adversity, and we've removed it from our lives because it feels good or it's easier, but we need adversity to be resilient and fight disease. So this year, as we're looking for new ways to boost our mental and physical health, I challenge you to start by thinking of the science behind hormesis, adversity, and challenge, and stretch our minds to try something new, something that challenges us, makes us uncomfortable for short periods of time, yet has the potential to yield outstanding health and wellness benefits to take us to new heights in the new year. Remember, please do consult with your doctor before trying anything new, and remember that you can change your epigenome our loops of DNA by how we live our life more than anything our genes can give us. 80% is epigenetic. Our behaviors environment can cause changes that affect the way our genes work. I want us to look deeper into why these strategies that involve some sort of intermittent stress or hormesis can make us physically and mentally stronger. I've found four strategies to help improve the sirtuin or the longevity pathway to reduce aging. Strategy one, choosing workouts that challenge you. If you've ever hired a personal trainer, it's not usually because you don't know what to do. It's usually the how part that we're missing. The need for someone to push us past where we would usually stop on our own so that we push ourselves enough to damage our muscle fibers, preparing them to rebuild themselves stronger than they were before. I did mention on episode 114 that when we put our body under stress, like we do with exercise, that BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is like fertilizer for the brain, upregulates triggering the growth of cells to meet the increased metal demands of the movement. When thinking about how to receive the benefits of exercise for improved cognition and well-being, be sure to pick workouts that challenge you or push you beyond where you'd usually stop on your own. You can choose HIT or high-intensity interval training where you go all out for 30 seconds to a minute, followed by 15 seconds of rest to experience the hormesis. During these intense bursts, your muscles are briefly starved for oxygen, which is called hypoxia, which stimulates the production of mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. It's this brief period of stress that improves the capacity of the cells to withstand greater stress. The second strategy is using saunas, cryotherapy, or ice baths. For someone who finds anything below 80 degrees freezing, I have not yet tried extreme cold with ice baths or cryotherapy for pain relief or muscle healing and improving the sirtuin pathway to reduce aging, but many people I know swear by this practice. Until I'm brave enough to try this, I'll stick to ice packs, but wondered if you've tried this strategy to speed up healing. I'll say that sitting in a sauna is a lot like the Arizona summertime, and it's not difficult when you do this often enough to get used to those high temperatures. The only challenge with this one is that most of us don't have a sauna in our home. I remember a friend of mine from Toronto, from Finland, who swore by a sauna in his home. And I thought of him when I first heard of using heat stress to trigger a thermoregulatory response, if used regularly. 
Since I want to make use of the research I discover, I did investigate how expensive it would be to put a small sauna in your home, and Costco does carry them for a reasonable price. It might be something for next year's Christmas wish list or worth saving up for. Strategy three, the benefits of intermittent fasting. Pioneer in anti-aging, Dr. David Sinclair noticed that our clock is ticking faster by always being fed. And it's not important what we eat, but when we eat during the day. I've been practicing this strategy since discovering Jason Whitrock from episode 94 in around 2016, but I didn't understand the science behind fasting back then. Remember that Dr. David Sinclair reminded us that our bodies are designed to respond to adversity. And when we're hungry, we turn on these adversity hormetic genes that are called longevity genes, and they make the body fight against aging and disease, even increasing our mental focus. The problem in America is that we don't allow ourselves to get to the point of hunger where the benefits are. There are fast food restaurants on every corner to prevent us from starving to death, But I think this strategy is freeing, giving you so much more extra time and energy. If you want to start this practice and don't know where to begin, just skip one meal a day with either breakfast or dinner. No one ever said we need three meals a day to survive, and you'll notice some paradigm shifting as you try this. I noticed a marked difference with my health after incorporating this strategy, but it took some time to get used to it. The key is to get past the first two to three weeks or so when you think, I need to eat something, and learn to get past the hunger feeling. It does go away. But everyone's different, so I'll let you know what works best for me, but it might not work best for you. You have to play around with these strategies and discover for yourself what would work best for you with your situation. I started with fasting Sunday through Wednesday with a 16-hour non-eating window from 5.30 at night to 9.30 the next morning, and then an eight-hour eating window from 9.30 in the morning till about 5.30 again. And I started this quite a few years ago, 2016, so I've been doing it this way for a long time. I only drank water, tea, or coffee in the non-eating window and ate fairly clean in that eight-hour eating window and only chose four days a week to do this so my body wouldn't get used to it and adapt. And with time, I just began to trust that my body had stores of energy that it would use up until it was fed or fueled again, and it just became my way of life, and I had no idea this was a longevity strategy. I usually exercise early morning with an empty stomach and have never once felt lightheaded or shaky with strenuous exercise on an empty stomach. But just monitor how you feel and then adjust this strategy to work with you and your schedule, knowing that over time your body will get used to whatever you're doing, so you just need to continue to switch it up. Strategy four is taking dietary supplements. Every year I look for what I can add to my health regime to strengthen it, and I look for what others are doing in the health and wellness industry. If you've been following this podcast for a while, you know that I'm a longtime fan of Dave Asprey and his Bulletproof Coffee, so after listening to Dr. Huberman's podcast, I decided I would try all three of the supplements that they discussed, resveratrol, NMN, and berberine, since both Dr. Uberman and Dr. Sinclair talked about the benefits of each one on their health and longevity. And I've not tried this strategy yet, but I put the links in the resource section for the three supplements on Amazon, but suggest that you do some research before buying anything. 
And I definitely had an aha moment and paradigm shift with this strategy. Dr. Sinclair mentioned in the fine print of his study with mice that when he gave this supplement to the mice every day, that only one thing happened, and that was that the mice were protected against a fatty Western diet. They had no noticeable lifespan extension. But for the mice that they gave resveratrol every other day, they lived over three years, which is a long time for lab mice, showing that there are benefits for not taking the same thing every day. And this blew my mind because I'm a creature of habit and usually take the same thing every day. So with this research in mind, I'm going to create a new plan of what supplements to take and when. Just like exercise, supplement use needs to be alternated so my body doesn't get used to what I'm taking. So I just want to dive a bit deeper into the three supplements that Dr. Sinclair has studied and noted to be anti-aging that I'm going to try this year. The first is resveratrol. Dr. Sinclair suggests taking 1,000 milligrams a day, and it's got to come from a supplement, not from actually drinking wine, or you'd have to drink about 200 glasses a day to get the right amount. I'm sure we've all heard of the health benefits, that it may lower blood pressure, has positive effects on blood fats, lengthens the lifespan of certain animals, protects the brain, may suppress cancer cells, so I'm definitely going to try it and see what I notice. They also suggested taking NMN at 1,000 milligrams a day to protect against heart disease, lower risk of obesity, enhance and maintain DNA repair, and slow down the rate of aging by enhancing NAD levels in the body, which is an important coenzyme found in all living cells that plays a role in promoting health and prolonging lifespan. But these levels decline as we get older or obese. Dr. Uberman and Dr. Sinclair suggest taking 1,000 milligrams of NMM to fuel that NAD molecule that also fuels resveratrol to work in the body. It seems this one works best with resveratrol since it increases those important NAD levels in the body that we need to live. And since numerous studies have demonstrated that boosting NAD levels increases insulin sensitivity, reverses mitochondrial dysfunction, and extends lifespan, I'm definitely going to add this one to my healthcare regime in the new year. The last supplement they suggested was berberine. Dr. Sinclair called this the poor man's metformin. Metformin is a drug given to people with diabetes. And I used to take metformin for another purpose and had no idea this drug had additional benefits of protecting against heart disease, cancer, frailty, and dementia. If you're taking it, then just know that there are additional benefits. And if you don't have access to it, there's always berberine, this powerful supplement with many benefits at the molecular level that's been shown to lower blood sugar, cause weight loss, and improve heart health. Longevity expert Dr. Sinclair takes these supplements daily with a bit of olive oil and vinegar and a basil leaf, and he says it tastes a bit like drinking salad dressing, which sounds wonderful. So I'll let you know when I try it out. To review this week's Brain Fact Friday, did you know that we have two pathways that are important to longevity? The sirtuin, the pathway we want to activate for health and longevity, and the mTOR system where too much activity causes disease in the body. And these are both key regulators of aging and age-related diseases. And we can do things that positively impact the sirtuin genes by choosing challenge-boosting hormetic activities 
opening up these sirtuin genes, making them more active, giving us more energy, turning on our body's natural defenses, and impacting the rate of aging. Whatever strategy we choose, workouts that challenge us, heat cold exposure, intermittent fasting, or supplements that target anti-aging, my hope is that we now have a different picture of why we're using hormesis to build a better, stronger, more resilient version of ourselves that embraces adversity head on and full force. Just like when we peered inside our neuroplastic brain and learned something new on other episodes, We now have looked deep into the longevity of our cells and understand why hormesis doesn't kill them, but only makes them stronger. Have a safe, happy, and healthy new year, and I'll see you next year for the start of Season 7. enjoying the neuroscience meets social and emotional learning podcast please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode while you're there please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us for more information on our programs books and tools for schools and the workplace visit us at www.achieveit360.com 